0: Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs. That you can up level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the private practice monthly mentorship group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. I hope that you all had an amazing week. You know, um, we run the Australian Counselors in Private Practice online group and every Friday we have a celebration post and I love it so much. People are jumping in there sharing all of their joy and all of their bliss and all of their uh, wins and progress for private practicing to the new year because we're just one, year, one week in, aren't we? And uh, it's so inspiring. I just love seeing like people have made new connections, got referrals, opened the doors to business again. Um, it's so much fun. Any Anyway, uh, if you're a counselor, psychologist or social worker who's in private practice or looking to start one, welcome. You are absolutely in the right place. It's my highest intention to provide you with sort of the how-tos so that you can create a successful for you private practice. That's part of the point of this whole podcast. So I want to say very, very big, warm welcome to all of the new subscribers and um, just express my gratitude to everybody who pushes play on these episodes every single day. So thank you so, 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 so much. So um, my theme this month for you is Intention. And I love this so much because intention was a game changer for me. And one of the things I know as a private practice coach for so many people who are, you know, at either stage one, two, three or four of their practice is the power of setting an intention can sometimes, well, often be the difference between what helps you experience success for you in your business and, you know, any other results. I don't like to say the opposite. Okay. So as you know, setting an intention is part of um, focusing your attention. And the reason that this is so important is because It's true that you get to create your reality. It's true that everything you're experiencing in your private practice now is a direct manifestation of your past thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. So if you're not seeing referrals now, that's because of maybe what you were doing or what you weren't doing, who you were being or who you were being. So think about that for a moment and then let's think about the role of intention with this. Um, think about who, what, like what you're seeing in your practice at the moment, okay? So maybe let's take referrals and it doesn't matter if you're happy with them or not, but let's just take referrals and I want you to really think about where you're at with them now. Do you have enough or do you have a wait list? Like where, is, where are your referrals sitting? And I want you to think about, hmm, how did I get here? Who was I being that got me to this place? So, if you were, um, if you have a fully booked diary and you've got a waiting list, for example, and you know, you're you're wondering, well, who was I being that allowed all of this to come to me? Really think about that for a moment. Were you being someone that was proactive? Were you showing up as your best self? Like, how were you showing up in your private practice that allowed those referrals to come through? And I really want you to take notes as we go along today, because this is so important, because the referrals are going to ebb and flow in your practice, unless you've got a certain business model like I do. Um, And we can talk about that another time. But generally, um, referrals are going to ebb and flow. And when those um, ebbs come and the referrals are slowing down, that's when things can happen for us, like we begin to doubt ourselves and things like that. So what we really, really want to do is be able to make notes now of who we were being like um, what was our attitude like? What were we thinking to ourselves? What were we doing every day that allowed all of these referrals to come down? And you write that into your journal and then that becomes like your recipe for how to get referrals in your private practice. Um, likewise, uh, you can ask yourself, you know, what was I, who was I not being? right? Who was I not being? And by that, um, were you not being someone who is very general, and says oh well I work with people who are you know children and teenagers and young adults and adults and couples and families and were you that person or were you not did you have a niche did you not did you have a message did you not like were you focused on um, being consistent with your marketing or were you not so think about who you were being and what energy you were bringing to those conversations or to that marketing or, you know, to writing the website or updating the website. I need to update my website too. I've just found out with my Google ads that some of my buttons aren't working. So um, just reminded myself (laughs) there. So I'll jump in and do that afterwards today. But um, really – This is how you continue to create success for yourself. You're going to make a template today for success in your private practice. Uh, So let's flip this and look at the other side. Um, Yeah, you want to really look at who was I being that allowed all these referrals to come through and who was I not being? And then I want you to ask yourself, what was I doing that allowed these referrals to come through and what was I not doing? So maybe you might want to take a page for each one of these questions and just divide it down the middle and have a column for who I was being, who I wasn't being, what was I doing, what wasn't I doing. So if you have a fully booked diary at the moment, I want you to, in the column for what was I doing, I want you to just be totally honest with yourself and write down what you were doing. And if you were doing no marketing, that's fine. Write down, I wasn't marketing. If you weren't killing yourself coming up with content for your posts all the time, write it down. Say, so, well, I wasn't you know, beating myself up over trying to get all these millions of posts out and I hate social media and I just wasn't doing it then. Um, That's fine. Write down what you weren't doing. And write down what you were, okay? So what were you doing? What actions did you take that resulted in you getting this full diary, right? Think about it. It could be work-related things, but it might be other things as well. Like were you exercising? Were you um eating well? Were you getting good sleep? Were you meditating each night? Was there a particular meditation that you were doing at the time? Who were you spending time with? Like what was the general vibe? Were you getting, you know, was it summer and you were getting lots of daylight and fresh air or was it winter and, and you were inside and more focused because you were by the fireplace? I mean, allow yourself to be expansive in your thinking because the more detail you can put into this is what I was doing, this is what I was not doing, you know, I wasn't killing myself, I wasn't beating myself up, I wasn't, do you know what I mean? The more information you can put in these two columns, the more effective this is going to be. And so what we've done now, very quickly, well I've (laughs) I've suggested to you how to do it, you're going to do it, and it's taken me what all of two minutes to say it, but it's going to take you maybe an afternoon to write it all out, but Looking at, um, you know, the referrals and filling your diary and having a waiting list, in terms of, of that success, you've now written down, you know, who you were being, who you weren't, what you were doing, what you weren't. That now becomes your template for success. And you're going to type this up really nicely and you're going to pop it in Canva or you're going to make yourself a Word document. And I want you to keep it somewhere where you're always going to see it because when the, you know, it's it's going to happen, it's you're going to have peaks and troughs. And when those troughs happen, I want you to be able to draw upon this and say, Okay, well, where am I at this point in my business? Where am I at this point? And how does that match up to how I created success before? Oh, well, when I was being successful before, when I was being successful before and experiencing all of those referrals coming through, I wasn't spending all this time in front of the computer. So although it feels counterintuitive, maybe I do need to just disconnect and go outside a little bit more, right? It's your template for success. Now, it works the opposite way as well. So if taking the referrals example again, if you have um, yourself in a position where you're needing to attract referrals in, we're just going to use the same process, but with you know, the focus being on how did we get ourselves into this position in the first place? So this is going to become our template of, well, if we're doing these things, let's not do them anymore. <laughs> so I want you to look at, well, um, what am I doing that's got me to this point where I'm not getting referrals? And just, again, be honest, like, what am I doing? Um, and, say well you know i'm posting everywhere but i don't have a strategy i i'm posting everywhere but i don't actually know what i'm posting about i'm sharing other people's quotes i don't have an intake form on my booking system i don't even have a booking system um i'm getting people to email me instead of just being able to book themselves in or make a phone call or you know i just hate marketing (laughs) so i'm avoiding it whatever it is write it down Okay, and write down what you are doing that might have got you into this pickle, you know. Was it that you um, were pushing yourself to do the marketing despite hating it and loathing it, right? All of those, were you not looking after yourself? Were you, um, you know, were you eating badly or were you, I don't know, not getting outside? But think about all of those things. So you can take, can you see what I'm doing? Like you can take whatever you're experiencing in your practice now and you can put it in these four windows or these four columns and that becomes the template that you can use to create success in your private practice in a way that you define it. Um, I did this exact uh, process well, I created this uh, process myself a few years ago, and I've been using it ever since. Um, and one of the things that repeatedly came up for me was I realized after looking at what I'd written down that I had not been intentional, right? Well, yes and no. When I say that, I mean, I had wanted to increase my visibility, but I was just doing hit and miss. I was just looking at what everybody else was doing and thinking they must know more than me. What I know to be true now is that that was false thinking. (laughs) Just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean (laughs) they're doing it successfully or effectively or anything like that. And so it was by having my own templates for success that I was able to sharpen up and tighten up what I was doing and that then gave me confidence because I had my own process to follow. It didn't come externally. It didn't come from anywhere else and it was based on what I knew to be true. So I felt confident using it. Plus, I I also found there were some hidden perks to having my own template for success. And that was things like um, I found myself spending more time with my dog. You know, I love Gabe so, 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 so much, as you all know. And just being able to hang with him a little bit more just brought me so much more joy. I was able to do more courses. As you know, I'm a course addict. I fully believe in the power of courses, well, good courses, (laughs) um, because I believe if I increase and expand my knowledge it makes me a better coach a better mentor a better supervisor and I love 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 thinking that my clients get better of me or more of me um, as a result of me investing in my education so I get to do because I've got time I get to do more courses and stuff like that so you know um it allows me to be intentional and what I realized and maybe it will be the same for you but because our theme is in intention at the moment I want to share my experience when I realized that um the the master log had been I've been doing a lot of busy work but without any real intention like I just said to myself, well, I need to be posting here, here, and here because that's how you get referrals. Um, But I never actually had an intentional plan. Like I didn't have a strategy for the longest time. I didn't have a marketing plan for the longest time. I would just turn up and post whatever I felt needed to be posted. And that's fine because I do believe in working in flow and all of those sorts of beautiful things. But it means that there's no consistency in terms of what you're sharing. And it means that your um, content that you're sharing is not as powerful because um, it's kind of all over the place and people don't really know what to expect, right? You kind of get a reputation for being something like, oh, Brooklyn's the the private practice coach that's into spirituality and stuff like that. And yes, I love spirituality too, so I'll, I'll see if I can work with it by having an intention and saying right this is my intention so I can share with you what mine is because I've written it down hang on as she flips back through her little content planner um, which you will have in a few weeks so my intention is this month is for all of you to be able to listen to my podcast and experience a result so um, I'm in masculine energy at in the first quarter and the third quarter this year, feminine in the second and the fourth. And, um, yeah, part of my intention is for everybody that listens to this podcast episode and all of these episodes this month in January to be able to experience an up-level or a shift. So that's what's beneath my content right now. I really want you to be able to go away, create a success template for your private practice all by yourself that you feel good about, that you can implement and that gets you results. So when you have an intention for whatever activity it is, it might be setting up your business systems, it might be looking at the finances, it might be um, your branding, it, it could be anything that you want to uh, experience success in because, you know, with private practice, we have all of these different areas, don't we? Um it, Creating one of these templates will then provide you with your own aha moment about where you need to focus on. Plus, it's going to give you um, a sense of peace when those peaks and troughs happen. And it's going to provide you with your very own North Star. Because here's the thing, you can be your own coach. You just have to learn how. And this is one of the steps to that right? It's not coming to me and saying, how do I do this? It's by you already having your template there and going, okay, I'm going to implement this now. And you might come to me then and say, I've got a mindset block about trusting myself to implement this. And that's fine. We can talk about that, but the intention is there. And here's the thing. Like you have a very clear intention, like what I was just saying, my intention with today's episode and all the episodes for January is that you can implement it and get a result pretty quickly in your practice, is that um, when you're more focused – you see results more quickly. And for me, your results are my results. So I absolutely want you to contact me in a way that you feel called, whether it's on Messenger or email or through my website or whatever, and I want you to share with me how you went creating your own success template for your private practice and I want to hear that, um, you know, it caused you to feel maybe empowered or it gave you a moment of clarity or it gave you some insight or now you can exhale (laughs) because now you know exactly what needs to happen in your practice. And when you do that, you also become, um, I want to say, more grounded so when we're in private practice we're so good at doing the direct client work and we love being therapists and we love supporting clients and helping them and all things like that and that's really really beautiful but when it comes to the business side of things a, a lot of people don't know what they're doing and so it's a lot of guesswork it's a lot of jumping into online groups and finding out from other people and here's the thing other people don't always do it the right way so if you pick up it, a tip from somebody in a Facebook group, you don't have any degree of certainty it's going to work for you. So think twice before you go and implement it, please. The number of people I work with where we're having to undo bad learning that they've picked up in online groups, it takes a session or two and and sessions of coaching and mentoring are expensive. Don't waste your, your time having to unlearn things so that you can relearn them. It's better just to get the right help from the beginning. So anyway, um, that is all about, well, not all about, but that's all about today's topic on setting an intention for your practice. And the other thing is you will start to see results pretty quickly with this once you implement it um, because your attention can't help but bring you results. And you can experience results pretty quickly like within – I don't know, less than a week, you can absolutely start to see results with this. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. Um, you know, I think we're into episode 250 something and I've never shared it before. Um, but this is absolutely one of the most powerful things that you can do and empowering things that you can do for your private practice. Okay. Now, uh, I think we've addressed that. So now I want to talk about something completely different. <laughs> and that is, um, you know, the the conversation this week in um, the, the groups and emails and coaching and mentoring and supervision has, has come up. There's been a real theme around posting controversial topics. And as you know, I will totally raise my hand uh, for being somebody who, posts on controversial topics and you know what some people have said to me how how do you do that like people have said I saw that you posted something it was a bit topical and um you know you copped this for it or you copped that for it and yeah you know I really like how you responded to this or that and and I wish I could do that too how do you do it and here's the thing Um, what (sighs) you know, thinking about the universal laws, right? We know that there are universal laws, there's a universal law of contrast, there's a universal law of um, polarity. So contrast, as I see it, is not good or bad, right? Nothing's good or bad until we make it so. Contrast is just a thing. We, just like we have up, we have down, we have in, we have out, we have left, we have right, you get the idea. Um, And so, yeah, it, really doesn't matter what you post there are always going to be people that um, like it and don't like it but hey guess what you know 90% of the people really don't care what you post or or what you share and the way the reason I know this is because I've got a statistics major (laughs) I did three majors at university um, psychology sociology and statistics And so one of the very first things that you learn in statistics is something called a bell-shaped curve. And really, it just looks like a picture of a hill, okay? But the bottom of the hill never actually meets the ground. It just keeps going on parallel with the ground, right? So never the two will meet. And what you learn is that the big hump, right, that's the average, (laughs) But the, the little tail on the left and the little tail on the right, those those two bottoms of the hill that run parallel to the ground, um, they're like, you know, 5% each, right? If If that. And you learn that 5% is like super positive and 5% is super negative. So when you think about that little hill, I always remember that most people aren't going to care what I write. 5% are going to love it and rave about it and share it everywhere. And then there'll be 5% that want to rain on my parade or, or share their view. But here's the thing. you, It's very, very natural to doubt yourself. Oh, sorry, if you can hear yelping, Gabe is asleep under my feet and he's having one of those dreams where dogs sort of yelp and, and bark um, and his little paws are, are twitching up and down. But anyway, um we sometimes pay more attention to the negative, right? And there's a reason for that. Uh, We know that through MRI scans, and you can go and research this yourself, the same part of the brain lights up as if you were stabbed when you hear something negative or you perceive something to be negative about you. And it's painful. It hurts. But I guess I used to always have my opinions, (laughs) like we all do. And I used to bite my tongue because I was afraid of the 5% of people that were going to, you know, um, push back. I was really afraid of that. And I wasn't giving any attention to the other 95%. I was only focused on the negative ones. And so it stopped me from sharing my message. But as I learned more about spirituality, more about polarity, and more about contrast, I came to see that it's nothing to do with me and that, in fact, um, you know, it's not my place to, you know, get 100% of people to agree with me. In fact, my intention in putting up controversial or topical posts is to generate discussion and build awareness and all of those sorts of things. So with that being my intention, I have to embrace the idea that not everyone's going to love what I'm writing. And that's the whole point for me. Okay. So my intention is raise awareness and get discussion happening. My intention is not everybody's going to love me and I need everybody to love me in order for me to write a controversial post. Those posts, controversial posts, by definition, a <laughs> controversial. Not not everyone's going to love what you're saying, right? And how do you write one? Well, I guess what worked for me, and maybe it's different for you, but I think for me it was just like um, a, an inner knowing that this is how I truly feel. This is how I truly see things, Um a willingness to be open. So of course I I think if everybody's agreeing with you and if everyone's agreeing with what you write um where's the growth in that? There isn't any. It feels good for your, for our ego, but there isn't any growth, not for us, not for our community. So by understanding that People don't personally well, most of the time people won't personally attack you. They're they're sharing their view, which is going to be different to yours, of what's going on. That's okay, you welcome that because hey, guess what? Somebody who disagrees with you might know something you don't and you can learn from that. And that's to be embraced, I believe. I mean, it's totally different if someone's just been a troll and they've just been horrible and there are ways that we can deal with that. But generally, if somebody makes a response to one of your posts and it's insightful and, you know, there's definitely opportunity to generate that discussion and when that's your intention, that's what you want. So you don't have anything to lose. The other thing um, too is... You have to be okay with um, you, what's what's true for you in that moment. And it's by having an intention that you get to feel aligned with sharing whatever it is you're going to share, okay? So this week, well, <laughs> I could give you a few examples. There are posts that I shared about... Um, vaccinations there were posts that I shared about um, private practice there were posts that I shared about leaving psychology or all these there were posts that I shared about manifesting all these sorts of posts did generate a lot of discussion but for the most part I was fine and it was good to be able to have people finally feel like they had an opportunity to say what they were thinking and feeling and I loved being able to provide that for people um, and give them that platform to do that. So, of course, I don't feel triggered. I think one of the fears that we have as people in private practice when it comes to being vulnerable or being fully transparent not holding back is we worry about our reputation or we worry that maybe people aren't going to like us or stand for us or um, you know book in with us or whatever it is um, and that it's going to be hurtful to us it's going to be hurtful to our ego when we start to see negative comments come in but um, I guess the thing that I want you to know is i've just lost my train of thought oh is that um those things will only upset you if you already have a part of you deep inside that believes what they're saying that's a trigger um you can't be triggered by somebody else's comments if you're okay with what you're saying okay you can only be triggered if you have a little little tiny little fleck of fear deep in your heart um, or deep in your soul or deep in your ego about what you're sharing. If you feel nervous sharing it, don't share it. You have to feel like it's an aligned thing for you to share. So this week I shared a post about, um, you know, psychologists, for example, not everybody, but psychologists feeling constrained in how they practice and that there's such a big emphasis in the medical model um, for Evidence base for clinical trials of different approaches, whether they're narrative or CBT or solution focused or whatever it is, and uh, of pathologizing, of diagnosing, assessing. Now, do you know what? There's absolutely a place for that. I'm not saying that there's not. I'm just saying it wasn't my place after 21 years. As I grew, it no longer became my place. And since I made that transition out, um, there are now more psychologists more um, mental health social workers more social workers more counselors saying hey i don't want to work in that medical model either but is it possible for me to um help people in a way that does feel more aligned, where I don't have to be diagnosing, assessing, um, you know, participating in trials, um, you know, using the DSM-5, writing reports and and can I still do that? And is it safe for me to do that? Because they've had it drummed into them because if they've been trained in the medical model, which I know psychologists have, I'm not sure about uh, mental health social workers, But you get drummed into your head, you know, after six or eight years at university, you get it drummed into your head that that is the only way. So, of course, you're going to feel apprehensive about, well, you know, to be still in the psychologist world, I I need to be showing up here, even though I know in my heart that there are other approaches to helping this potential client that might be more aligned for them, that might help them get a result that is more congruent With their values more congruent with how I want to show up in my practice, and I hate—well, not hate, but I don't like having to try and you know contort myself to fit in the square shape of of the medical model. I want to be able to to do these other things, but am I going to get into trouble because it's not evidence based and it's frowned upon? And I know that there are social workers that feel the same, you know. Uh, They say to me, I really want to do more of this alignment work. I really want to draw upon these other processes. But if the AASW found out, I'd get into big trouble, right? Um, So there's conflict and there's incongruence. And that's why I wrote this post because I wanted to be able to say, hey, do you know what? There is another way. there's there's absolutely another way you you can create a practice where you still get to achieve your goal of helping people but it's beyond the medical model and do you know what it might require you to lose your title of psychologist or it might require you to lose your title of social worker but that's up to you like what meaning do you attribute to that title because it's just a name It's just a name. Just like being a counselor is just a name. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a thing until you make it mean something. So what are you making that title mean for you, right? And this is perhaps where ego comes in. Well, if I have that title, it means everybody can identify what I'm doing. If I have that title, it means... I can get work cover funding for clients or Medicare funding for clients or NDIS funding for clients or whatever it is. If I have that title, it means that I'm safe in terms of um, churning money over in my private practice. If I have that title, it means that I can help people who couldn't afford to come and see a counsellor. If I have that title, do you see what I mean? You make that title mean something. For me, you know, as somebody who spent 14 years getting bachelor's, grad dip, master's, um, and then PhD, plus all other things in between, mind you, um, you know, was it hard for me to leave that psychologist title? And to be honest with you, it wasn't because it no longer aligned with me. What was scary for me was thinking, how am I going to financially make this work? if I'm not a psychologist. But the reason for the reason for that fear was because I'd only known. So my attention was only on the medical model. My attention was only on um, receiving clients who got funding as a result of me working in that medical model. So my um, experience, my knowledge was limited, right? I was only seeing you know, 10% of of what was available to me, right? I wasn't seeing the other 90%. It wasn't until I moved into counselling that the rest opened up to me and I started to realise, oh, hang on. I do get to help more people in a way that feels good for me and I don't have to worry about Medicare. I don't have to worry about the medical model. And, yes, there are people who will book in. And do you know what? Since I retired from psychology, um, my business boomed. It absolutely boomed. Why? Because I was in the energy of loving my work. I was in the energy of um, feeling illuminated, lit up, on fire, in love with people my freedom when it came to being able to show up for my clients in a way that felt, yeah, just congruent and I have never, ever looked back. So if you're in a place, regardless of your title, and you're thinking this isn't right for me anymore, maybe I do want to do counselling and set up my own private practice, but i I have no idea what that's going to look like. And is it safe for me to do that financially or with clients? Where will I get clients from? I totally get why you are thinking that it's because that's what your experience has been to date. But I want you to know your experience is so limited and there is so much more, so much more waiting for you on the other side of you making that decision. And that's why I wrote that post. So, The other thing that I want you to know about writing a topical or a controversial post is that you are going to get some responses from people who feel like they need to defend their positions because you're going to trigger something or or your post is going to be triggering for some people that thing that sits within them that they already feel very uncomfortable about. What you've done is you've just put it out there for the world to see right? And so they want to bring that post down. They want to discredit you. They want to do whatever they can to bring themselves and their anxiety back down to a level where they feel calm again. And so understand that when people write a post that could seem a little bit mean or a little bit, you know, not nice, remember That, as I was saying to one of my clients yesterday, you know, um, caterpillars can't talk to butterfly people, all right? There are always going to be people that are at different levels of their conscious awareness. Remember those four levels of to me, by me, through me, as me, right? If you write a post from, you know, a, a by me level of consciousness, it's never going to be understood by someone who's in to me. So they're going to come at you for that. And you know what? There's nothing you can do about that other than acknowledge in your own mind that that's okay, they're just at that level and they can't see yet where you're coming from. But do you know what? The people who are at your level of by me or above your level and maybe they're in through me or as me will absolutely understand where you're coming from okay and you don't need support from them because you already know that they get what you're saying so they don't think that they that they need to support you on your post because they already do they already get where you're coming from does that make sense so whenever somebody writes something a bit unwanted or or yucky on your post just remember not that this is about them it's not about you Okay, it's not for your ego to feel bruised or hurt or anything like that. Remember, it's about something that's coming up for that person that's rising up within them that needs to be healed and allow yourself to maybe, you know, anchor into having compassion for them. Okay, and just honoring back to your intention of why it was that you shared what you shared. Okay. All right, my lovelies, thank you so 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 much for listening to another episode today. There are 10 places left for the map your content. So, if you're in private practice and you want to be more intentional with your marketing for 2022 come along to the workshop it's happening um what's today the 8th of january it's happening in two weeks time on the 22nd of january it will be recorded you will have a workbook and you're going to leave knowing exactly what to be posting for the year in your private practice, all right? You're going to do it. It's like a co-working space. We're all going to leave with our own content maps for the year that are intentional, okay? No more grabbing at stuff, panicking about what to post, randomly posting stuff for the sake of posting we're going to say goodbye to that we're going to be intentional if you want to have the intention to boost visibility we'll do it for that if it's to get referrals we'll do it for that if it's to improve your finances we'll do it for that whatever it is we're going to make it happen for you so that you can get results this year and the link for that is in the show notes and the other thing is um I was going to say go away and make up your templates based on the start of the podcast today for your template for success in your private practice okay and if you want to share it with me please do i'd love to hear how you go with it okay and if you need anything just reach out i'm always here happy to connect with you on facebook or email i hope this was super duper helpful and that you all get a beautiful result from it Um, have a beautiful saturday everyone talk to you later bye for now Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.